Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Hey, Mondo listeners, it's Max here. I'm with Kathleen Wolf, uh, also just an incredible story, but somebody who has a special relationship with Neon, uh, primarily because of her mother, was was one of the only Beatrice Haverfield who designed um, a lot of Seattle iconic Neon, um, really just incredible um, signs that really held up a lot of different um, institutions and businesses and things like that. Um, Welcome welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. And I know we have a little bit of time. You'll probably hear a gymnastics in the background and you're at a, a kid's yeah. event, which is awesome because I think this just preserves how unique of a situation this is. I mean, everybody's doing something right now. But the great part is that, you know, the city itself is really known for for these these unique pieces. And you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, everybody likes the elephant car wash. But before we get to that is... What are some of the early memories that you have um, about just your mom and what you know about her work? Is there kind of something that you can kind of intro us with for people that just don't know anything about her work? Well, yeah, sure. Um, well, being uh, born and bred in Seattle, you know, most of my life, uh, my whole childhood anyway, um, in the south end of Seattle, um, we, we would always go down to the Chubby and Tubby on Rainier Avenue uh, when it was time to buy Christmas trees, you know, they were inexpensive and they were um, usually a pretty good selection, you know, back in the day, I mean, compared to what they cost now, it was like probably five bucks or something, <laughs> but um, knowing that our, our mother had made that sign, we always felt this special connection and pride, I guess would be the best word um, for knowing that, you know, her creativity um, was there in a place where all of our friends and family, people, you know, from that, not a real high class neighborhood, we would go to get a, a real important thing for our holiday times. And I'd look up at that sign and I would just kind of feel warm and fuzzy inside knowing my mom was, you know, being being showed through that, uh, her the, the stuff that she created was important to, you know, the whole community really. And, um, then as I got older and, and realized she also had done the Ivers Acres of Clams sign and was, was personal friends with Ivor Hagland, not close friends, but, you know, pretty good. And then um, Dick's Drive-In, that's the other one that so many people to this day, um, all of the Dick's Drive-Ins uh, all over town have her, have her own personal style of handwriting showing there in the the way the word dicks is is written out in in her cursive same with ivers so uh those things knowing that those were all around us in seattle just uh i didn't really think that much of it as a kid but now since the whole thing with the pink elephant car wash sign has become so important and you know the fact that it got taken down from where it was there so close to the space needle um, the day we saw that happening, because we, we don't live in Seattle anymore. We live up in Anacortes, so we're not seeing everything firsthand, but seeing it through news broadcasts. 
that was a rough day watching that sign come down. It just, it kind of felt like I was being cut in half as I saw the, the upper and yeah. lower half well, of that sign get on a truck and go away. <laughs> what's really unique too is, I mean, I mean, this is definitely about preservation, but there's something, I mean, she was known as the queen of neon and I've actually visited. It's funny. I was at the, the Dick's drive-in and I remember sort of being with the family and sort of acknowledging what this sign was all about. I had no idea that this was actually a, designed by your mom and really i mean understanding that that script at the time she was really kind of a bit of a trendsetter in the sense that you know she was designing these things you know largely i think these yeah. sort of male dominated roles but oh she really yeah totally. up the scene right like how how was yeah. it that she i mean at the time you know these are pretty large um signs and and i think they were it was campbell's neon was the name of the sign company right correct um, yeah 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 and and she and actually um my my half sister she was married before to a fellow named cap eldon fissler that everyone called him cap and and my mom and cap had a daughter barbara and and they brought Barbara into the sign business too at a pretty young age. So she did a lot of design work with with my, our mom. And um, Cap, I guess, was one of the tube vendors. Uh, and they both, if I have the story correct, they had started a neon company, or Eldon did, and then he sold it to Vern Campbell, probably sometime in the late '40s, early '50s, and um, but kept them on working which, you know, was a smart thing to do, <laughs> obviously, because <laughs> the creativity, um, it, it was so full of whimsy. I think pretty much every sign that she did, you know, had something whimsical about it. There's one that people don't talk about much. Um, the, the sign when you turn in, I don't know if it's there anymore, to go to ocean shores way down there on the coast, um, it was very space age looking and it might've been the early sixties when that one was built. So we were, you know, well into the space age stuff like the Jetsons and all that, but it had a real Jetsony look to the sign with, with um, bands of light coming up around the, the stand it was on and an, a flashing arrow pointing south towards the little town. So, uh, yeah, she, her creativity was astounding. And the fact that she was competing in, like you say, um, that pretty much male dominated ad industry and, you know, watching the ad men, I haven't watched all of it, but I've watched enough to, to know, yeah, that's, that's what she was up against. I love her and, sense of creativity. Like you said, is her ability to sort of absorb a lot of, of different ideas design wise and incorporate yeah. them. You know, you've got script. You've got sort of physical, whether it's like elements of other ideas, whether it be an animal or, you know, a type of, of, of you know, shape. And yeah, she creates yeah. it in 3D too, which is really impressive because at the time, I mean, it's not like you had computers back then. This was all sort of hand cut metal. And I think it's at a time like post-World War II where, you know, you have these businesses and, and things in, in industries coming together to, to have a lot of these new um, ways of working. I think it's super landmark and very impressive that, I mean, you even look at Seattle and the influences that are on top. I mean, you have the rain R, which obviously is replaced by LED recently, but yeah. that, but the origin of electric signs, I mean, that goes way back and you can just see the, the inventiveness and sort of the phenomenon that, you know, yeah, all these yeah. bright tubes. I mean, even, you know, within all this, this environment that she's in, you know, you see her kind of each sign has a different 
um, tone, but it's it's in, inherently her own, right? Which is very unique. It really is. It, re- yeah. it really uh, shows her personality. I know um, so many people we've talked to, my family. Well, our, our son, my oldest son, Eli Wolf, uh, he's a cartoonist and a video game designer um, in the Seattle area. And he did a he did a piece of art that has the pink elephant car wash sign in it with a gray elephant standing below with its trunk reaching up. Very reminiscent to me of the when Dumbo, you know, the Disney Dumbo was his mom was in the in the cage in on you know the train car for the circus and she's all locked up in there and he's reaching up because they adore each other and that's what this artwork that Eli did um, commemorating his love for his grandmother and so we made some into t-shirts and every time I wear one somewhere in fact I'm actually wearing it right now (laughs) Um, and then in Seattle now I'm in California it's not as, as you know near San Francisco they're not really that aware of that sign here but um people go i know that sign i remember that pink elephant that was always the thing that i'd see when i was coming home and it made me feel like yes i'm home now and i I still well not anymore because it's not there but up until a few years ago coming down aurora from the north you'd get to a point where you could see the pink elephant you know because it was right there before you'd go into the the tunnel um and uh, yeah, it just, I would, I would all smile and look up at it and in my mind. I'd say, hi, mom. <laughs> so- <laughs> True. It's fascinating. Also too, is like the, you know, the U S entered the world war two and, and they enlisted, obviously Bia had a, a huge part of actually working in an aviation factory. So yeah, she, yeah. Even with working with metal, I mean, you can almost imagine how laborious that must've been an intense. Um, oh yeah. Folded the business into Campbell you know, what I learned is that, you know, I mean, it's such an incredible transition, you know, going from sort of a sign company then to working, you know, in the war and then, you know, going directly from that. Did she talk about like some interesting stories that you can think about at the time when she was doing signage, you know, kind of coming, coming up through the ranks as she got more and more kind of, you know, interest and people taking notice of the signs? Is there anything that kind of stands out? It, I wish, you know, how you look back on your life and you go, dang, why didn't I say this or do that? And she might feel the same towards me. I was the youngest of her four kids with a over a 20-year gap between Barbara and then when she finally mm. had me at nearly 40. So, you know, she didn't really talk to me that much, like almost like I was a peer or, you know, a co-worker or something on the same same level. But um, my, my memories as a child were that uh, for myself, as well as all, all of my kids, she was always so ready to put a chunky crayon into our hands and, and get us started drawing. And she would always make handmade greeting cards and um, little books like, you know, the ABC things that little kids read. And, and she'd hand illustrate these with her own ideas, not just A as an apple, you know, she'd, she'd come up with A as aardvark or something and, and make a cute drawing of an aardvark. I mean, her, her creativity and her sense of humor and playfulness was, was astonishing. I, I felt so blessed. Like, here's another thing. On Easter, you know, parents try to make it kind of magical for kids hiding eggs. My mom went beyond that. She would cut out giant rabbit-shaped footprints 
uh, like stencils and put those around the house on the carpet. So we saw it looked like rabbit footprints had been, you know, the bunny had come during the night. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's so cool. I think that's kind of exactly what I was looking for. I mean, those stories are so amazing because it really shows like sort of the internal workings of what the artist does at best, which is sort of incorporate other ideas and get people involved. I think that's what signage is all about is it can really make an impact. But, you know, what are those other familiar things that you know, she was yeah. thinking of, and I think that's such a special moment you just shared. I think it'll make. make oh, noise. thanks. Well, and an, an, another one that I know she did tell me about, uh, if you know the um, Cinerama Theater, and that sign is tall, the letters are like blocky, but it goes up and down, straight up and down the front of the, the uh, theater. And she did tell me how proud she was of her work in designing that because little did I know, each letter had to be slightly larger as you went farther up the word. So the C at the top was, you know, enough bigger that from the ground, it looked like all the letters were the same size. So oh, wow. I thought, wow, that took some complex <laughs> mathematics to, to yeah. figure that out. Yeah, I'm Or just else she just had a good eye for it. I mean, I know that too, because I'd watch her. She also did some like, you know how the old Ma and Pa grocery stores had butcher paper, signs in the window, potatoes, five cents a pound or whatever it used to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And she would just sit at the kitchen table with a pencil and just kind of start making little circles in the air and then just start drawing. And, and I never saw her have to erase her eyes. She just saw how the number of uh, numbers or letters she needed on a line to make it fit right. I mean, often I'll start to write something and then, oh, crap, the last three letters have to be tiny because I didn't leave <laughs> enough room. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but, I think a, a lot of the lettering, too, I've heard other sign makers and a lot of them will just write things out themselves and then sort of incorporate it in the computer later. But I do love the story of just sort of using her own sort of knowledge of what she knows and what she doesn't know. A lot of artists, I tell them, just go with their gut. And a lot of yeah. them work from, you know, it's always good to obviously have an opinion and you know, go consult with someone else. But I think there was something inherently true about her work. I just think yes, it's very I, honest I and do. sincere. And I don't know if that comes from the magic of just knowing what she wants to do, but I, I think <laughs> it's true. So That's like, great. Thank you. That uh, that feels really good to hear. And I, I, I so wish she could be alive still. She died in 1996. So it's been quite a long time. She's not been present um, in a physical form. I certainly do feel like she still has her fingers in the pie once in a while. <laughs> I was going to say her work is still impacting. It's still relevant. Yeah. And it's such yes. a it's such a sincere thing to have you on because you know, you can understand that people are doing work now, but this, this is, you know, years and years worth of, of, oh, of yeah. neon that's still here that we still can go right. and enjoy. And it's still around. Right. People always talk about saving neon. Well, here's a classic example of, of that happening. You know, it's like, yes, people yeah. know it's unique and they know enough to not get rid of it. And, and that brings me to the next point, which is the elephant car wash. I mean, this was one of the seemingly one of the country's first automated car washes, which is wild to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But she was pouring a lot of herself into this and, you know, it's 380 blinking lights, which is crazy. And then you got neon <laughs> and it's, and I mean, it's expensive upkeep, but they still have it. I love the story about the metal elephants. Tell me a little bit about that. Like when she. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if she ever asked um, permission or how she managed to do it but um 
there were four little sheet metal elephants, maybe a foot by a foot square, more or less, um, the cartoony looking that uh, two of them had blue bows between their ears and two of them had pink bows. And that's my sister, Barbara, and me and our, our brothers, Greg and Bob. And uh, the, four, the four children got to be included at, around the base of that you know, the revolving part of the sign. And I've mentioned it through the years lately to people and most of them go, what? I never saw that. So it's almost like, did she just kind of sneak it in there? Uh, but um, every once in a while, someone will go, yeah, I looked more closely and yeah, you were right. They were there. Of course I was right. That was me. <laughs> so. I love that. I mean, it's such a, it's, it's such a beautiful narrative. And when you really look at it, I mean, it requires a certain eye. I think a lot of artists will really appreciate that. If you haven't seen the sign or you don't notice it, um, yeah. It's there online for you to go back and look at, or, you know, more importantly, the city of Seattle uh, landmark preservation just voted yes. Um, about yes. the, having a nominated as a, a landmark. And it's, oh, it's, it's been approved. It oh, is wonderful. now has achieved the, the historic landmark status. All right. And it's, it's been given to the little sign, which was actually on the front of the, the car wash building itself, where you went in to pay or sit and wait while your car went through the thing. Um, but the bigger part, which is getting refurbished at, um, is it Northwest Neon? Yeah, I, if uh, I had my notes, if I was at my desk at home, I would have more more correct things to be sure I say right. I, I feel bad if I say the name of that um, neon company wrong, but it's down there in um, the Soto area across the street from where one of the other Pink Elephant Car Wash stores still is. But um, it doesn't have the the really nice fancy sign that had the four little elephants around it. But um, yeah, we uh, Western Western Neon is that what you're referring? Thank to? you. Yeah, Western yeah. Western yep. Neon. Yeah, and and we were so fortunate. It was early on in COVID when the sign came down, and um, my husband and our son Eli and I got to go down and have a private tour and see how they were laying out um, everything from the sign that they very painstakingly were taking apart and getting ready to redo and make, make new bent or, you know, blowing glass for the tubes and fascinating stuff. I mean, I, I kind of wish I had been older so I would have been able to, you know, go down and watch that whole process happening. Yeah. Those guys are awesome. I mean, they're definitely from the eighties. I mean, they've been at it for a while and I think, even when I was there, I noticed multiple signs um, that were really, I mean, they've, they've really kept a lot of the neon creativity alive, you know, for thankfully. Better. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm mean, they've so done an excellent job. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a, um, a good, you know, a resource that, that should remain. Um, and, and it, it's a piece of art that despite the weather, yeah, it needs some upkeep, but um it, it's lasting in as we see with these signs that have been here since the 50s um i believe she did this in 1953 and i was like one year old <laughs> then so i don't know how how far bef beyond uh, earlier that it was in her mind but i kind of feel like gee i was in there maybe helping her come up with the idea <laughs> yeah yeah and then one of them one of them doesn't seattle museum has one and then amazon has the other is that right yeah amazon has the little one and that's the one that got uh the the um landmark status 
And I don't know why the other one isn't a part of that, but maybe maybe it was Amazon's um, way of you know bringing more interest to them that they uh, you know kept that sign and put it up for the for the nomination. I did get to listen in to the Zoom broadcast of when the committee was reviewing it and asking questions of people from Amazon, and when they all unanimously were saying they're wholeheartedly in support of the nomination i was i was in tears by the end of it i was just so happy you know that everybody was was just gleeful and thinking all right on this is such a great thing to do and there's you know so much unhappiness and bad stuff about life in general but you know downtown seattle right now that this was this was a a positive story for a change and i'm i'm really glad to get to be a part of that in in so many interviews it's kind of like this should have been my mom getting to talk about this but at least i'm alive and able to you know help her get a bit of the acknowledgement that she so deserves <laughs> well you, you your family's done a wonderful job of, of putting that information out there making it available i mean i would argue that she's working through you and it's kind of a you know, a really amazing um, story. And unarguably, this sign is really important, not only to Seattle, but I think to a lot of people. It's it's yeah. not only just Amazon that notices this, it's it's the whole community. True. And that's why it's been such a great um, highlight for this show, but also just for letting other people know. Thank you yeah. for making it, you know, so yeah. well available. I have one more, one more comment about that sign. And my husband is the one that's really uh, the biggest proponent of this idea. And I don't know if there's anyone out there who would be able to carry it to actuality, but the bigger sign, um, I'm not sure if Mohai actually has a good spot for it, but um, my husband has said, what if it could be at the entrance to children's hospital? Now, wouldn't that just be the most beautiful, fun, happy thing for families to see as they're taking a sick child in and then bringing a well child back out, hopefully, mm-hmm. that that pink elephant there is, is you know, cheering them on. <laughs> that's, so. a, that's a wonderful idea. And also, I mean, there's such a great, just as a tangent, there's some other um, resources out there. I know ho- certain hospitals will acknowledge artists and, and bring artwork in. So uh, yes, I think Neon, yes, has, right. Neon can have a special place for sure. I think it's also, it, it's it's great that you acknowledge that because I do think kids are, are more receptive to, to signage than maybe it's all they walk by it right every day. But I think kids right. are great about right. it. Right, yeah. And, yeah. you know, with the winter time and the long, dark hours and the rain coming, Neon is so great when it's dark and when it's wet, because then you see the reflections of it and it just brightens everything more than really anything I can think of. Yeah. For, well, we can't get rid of Seattle. Night. We can't get rid of Seattle rain, but we can absolutely keep as much of the neon on as possible. I think that there's a lot of people yes. there. And I think, um, yeah. And just anything you want to mention before we, we sign off, Kathleen, I really appreciate it. Oh, no, I'm so glad that we could manage to do it because I, you know, I got the notice and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be getting ready for this. And here I am sitting at this gymnastics thing. But uh, no, we made it work. And I'm, I'm sure my mom is is somewhere, you know, with the smile of whatever sort smiles are when you're no longer in the physical realm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And well, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>